you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of Hot TV. How you been? Hope you guys had a great week. You know, this is a week that we said we wish you guys a uh, happy week where Thanksgiving was in the past, but hopefully the love you were feeling from Thanksgiving carried into this week. So hope you kept your head up. Hope your food baby disintegrated slowly and now back kind of normal shape. Just get ready for that food baby to grow again once Christmas come by. Don't even mention New Year's. <laughs> So on this episode of High TV, where we bring you cannabis news now, basically means we go over the cannabis stories over the week and condense them into the podcast episode and kind of expound upon some of the stuff we may or may not post on the Instagram Hemp International. So excuse me, runny nose, it's the winter time, you know how that goes, Kleenex tissues, vitamin C, emergency, all that jazz. I'll be all right, hoping my voice doesn't sound too bad, or maybe I'm just too self-conscious about it, but anyway... In either way, you know how it is in the wintertime, your nose is going to get stuffy one day or another. So today's episode, we're going to talk about the FDA CBD warnings and how ridiculous they are and how saddening those warnings were. Next, we're going to talk about why Vapegate, you know, when the vaping crisis happened, why the Vapegate won't go away. Apparently, they found some uh, deaths linked to people vaping in Massachusetts. Next, we're going to talk about Brick of the Week. I'm not even going to spoil the brick of the week because this story is so egregious, so crazy, and it's honestly hilarious. I found this brick of the week while scrolling on Instagram in one of the ads. When I tell you it's related to CBD and it's a bunch of ridiculousness, like they deserve brick of the week. They are Reggie of the week. They are the Reggie's of the Reggie's, the brick weed of the brick weed. The type of stuff you smoke and give you headaches. The type of stuff you smoke and your friends look at you like, are we friends with this dude? He just bring this to the smoke session. That type of brick. Next up, we're going to talk about why high times may soon disappear. Man, high times. That's going to be our main story, and it's a pretty sad one at that. But it's one we also mentioned in past episodes when we'll get into it later. So we'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. This episode is going to be a good one. And we're back. So the first story we're going to talk about is the FDA released warnings on CBD. Now, this news may not be brand, brand new, but I remember I did not mention on the last podcast episode. And I think it's very important for us to hear about this. So the FDA was known when the hemp bill was passed to be the king and oligarch to control all of what CBD was going to be. They're going to tell you what you can do, what you can't do, right? They're going to regulate the industry and they're taking their sweet time because something like CBD and regulating it isn't something you want to rush into. Reason being is you want to make sure you know all that you know, you study all that you study and even have some science to back up why you do what you do. But what happens, folks, what happens when that science from a trusted source wasn't conducted in the right way? I'll tell you more on why, but let's go into what the FDA's CBD warnings were. Now, you already know that CBD is going to be in charge of this thing. So what they say is very important and to try and predict what their mandates may be in the future. So before they went in and did that, they released their FDA CBD warnings and they go as follows. The FDA warns that CBD is a substance that may cause mood alteration. We all knew that CBD is a mood booster. It makes you feel less anxious, more relaxed, and generally more happy, right? When you're less stressed and your pain is down, you're going to feel better. So that one, that warning, quote unquote, is cool, right? Kind of like you have the Surgeon General, Surgeon General warning on the cigarette boxes. This product may cause cancer. This product may cause mood alteration. I'm fine with that one. All right, next up, what you got, FDA? CBD may cause sedation. Mm, okay, okay, I'm rolling with that. I'm rolling with you, FDA. I, I get it. CBD does make me a little sleepy. You know, the sounds I take CBD and I kind of want to nod off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Even on my work or something. 
Okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, what what else you got for me? Okay. CBD may cause gastrointestinal inflammation. Oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that CBD on a biological level, physiological level, is known to be an anti-inflammatory agent? It's known to lower inflammation in the body and saying it causes gastrointestinal inf- in- irritation. How many of you guys take CBD every day or take CBD often? Raise your hands. No, I can't see you, but if you participate, you know how much more I love you for participating. <laughs> so uh, CBD that we take every day, we have noticed that if we had pain, that pain probably subsided because it took down the swelling. I've noticed myself that CBD that I've taken has lowered inflammation in areas like my knee. My joints, right? I'm an ex-athlete. My, I'm a six foot two, six foot three guy, so my knees ain't the best. You know what I'm saying? The taller you are, for some reason, your knees just work less effectively. They get it hurt easier. A lot of weight to carry, I guess. I've personally seen CBD lower inflammation when I had a slight injury that was in a bump. I realized that after taking the CBD the next day, that the uh, swollen area was much much lower now it wasn't drastically lower but it was much lower and that was noticeably visibly right so for them to say that this caused gastrointestinal irritation now i don't have any gi tract issues i don't have ibs er, 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 <laughs> sound like that dude from looney tunes again er, irritable bound irritable bowel syndrome i don't have that uh i don't have crohn's disease Right. Crohn's disease. We have inflammation in the gut. However, I do know somebody with Crohn's disease who takes CBD and THC and medical marijuana for the sole reason, folks, the sole reason of treating their Crohn's disease. So how can you tell me that FDA, the FDA is warning us that's going to cause gastrointestinal issues? There has to be something else up. But I digress and I'll continue. What what else you got, FDA? I don't I don't agree with that one, but maybe you got something else. Now, hear this, folks. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Is the FDA really released this warning? (sighs) CBD may shrink men's testicles. (laughs) (laughs) They're saying that CBD will shrink men's testicles. Now, for me not to be biased, to be objective, to take some type of biological background and try to view the situation objectively, I try to hear him out. Now, of course, I totally disagree. Or maybe I haven't been looking closely at my balls close enough to see if it's been shrinking. You know what I'm saying? It's winter anyway, right? (laughs) No, 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 no. So on a biological level, right, understand the cannabis plant. Now, this is just to make sure I'm not too one-sided in this argument. Take the cannabis plant. When a cannabis plant grows bigger, when it grows fatter, when the buds get large, 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 The reason being is those female buds are trying to attract the males, right? When 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 you think about a flower, right, you see when bees go towards flower and they eat or butterflies go to flower and get the nectar. That nectar is there for the sole purpose of bringing the pollen from the male version of that plant to the female so that they can produce seeds and potentially reproduce, right? If you follow. So in cannabis now, we all enjoy those big buds. We enjoy the buds that are big, fat, and not those little popcorn nugs. We don't want that. We want the big ones. And what causes those big buds to grow is these cannabis plants are sexually frustrated. Now, I I feel like I recorded this already in the podcast. Maybe I didn't. So I condense it just in case I did. So you have these sexually frustrated cannabis female plants, right? That's what they call them, sensimilia. Um... They have those orange hairs we love. Those are pistols. And those pistols you see on the flower plant, on the flowers, that's what's used to attach the pollen, a.k.a. the uh, reproductive yada, yada, yada from the male plant onto the female plant, thus causing reproduction. So all the plants that we're taking, all the extracts we're getting in, everything we're smoking in, the cannabinoids we love, they're coming from a female version of that plant. So that female plant, Female is producing plants that or things that may be found in a female persuasion. Now, I'm, I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm making sure I put that point out there to try and stay objective where I can see the argument is possible. 
So that means that THC, CBD, and other cannabinoids that we love and enjoy and we take it and nourishes our life and better the quality of our life come from a female derivative of cannabis. So it's possible, it's possible that a female derivative extracted cannabinoid that we ingest in our bodies as males could have an slight adverse hormonal effect. It's plausible because it makes kind of sense. Am I going to take this FDA warning and see this fact? Hell no. Right. I mean, look, my balls ain't small. Let me stop. Relax, relax, relax. Back to back to being a podcaster. Instead of just talking trash. But um, yeah, continuing on with the idea, look at soybeans. Right. When soy milk became the most popular plant milk out there. Right. It's like we're going through the whole wave now. It started out with soy. Then it ended up being almond milk. And now we're seeing oat milk take over the world. It's amazing. It's like we're just trend hopping from plant to plant and squeezing out the milk because we just don't want to mess with the cow anymore, which is a great idea, by the way. Health benefits. However, people did warn that drinking soy milk at the level we were drinking in our milks and our coffees and having it every day, even in yogurt and ice cream that men ha were running the risk of increasing the amount of estrogen in their bodies to the point where some men reportedly saw an increase in their mammary glands, which is what you call breasts, right? And so their pecs became much more breast-like, you know what I'm saying? Because of the escalated level of estrogen in their bodies, which estrogen is responsible for the level of production of your uh, mammary glands and females. So it's like, okay, I see what the science is. I've seen the soy milk. I've seen a guy walk around, you know what I'm saying? Look normal. Now he got a D cup breast walking around. <laughs> we like, yo, bro, cover them up. We in the gym. We want to see that. <laughs> Stop drinking the soy milk. Drop, put it down, put it back in the fridge. <laughs> Comments now. <laughs> no, but seriously, in all, in, all, in all seriousness, there is a possibility where you can see some type of hormonal changes by ingesting cannabinoids just on a observational, plausible level. But to say that now that they're even claiming not only does it make your balls shrink, but the reason why they say it makes your balls shrink is just to continue with the FDA story is that uh, CBD disrupts natural testosterone production. Testosterone is produced in the testicles of males. That's why we neuter dogs, because if they have more testosterone, if, if they don't have the epicenter where the testosterone is made, the dog's not going to be as manly, not be as alpha. It'll be much harder to control and raise that dog. If you neuter the dog, then the dog won't be, of course, reproducing with other unwanted puppies i guess to a female dog but they'll also be much more behaved and much more docile and much less likely to attack because there's less testosterone in their body so if you're disrupting the testosterone being produced that also means that you're running into a fertility issue you're not producing the sperm sperm need testosterone in order to grow no testosterone no sperm no babies so it kind of reproduces this you know uh, reefer madness like propaganda that THC was affecting fertility, which science have proven that is not true at all. You know, in, in fact, they say that, well, I'm not getting into that one. That's another story for another day. But if you're not producing sperm because you're not producing testosterone, that will thus make your testosterone, your testicles or your balls shrink. Now, 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 how did they get to this study in the first place? The way they got to this story, I kid you not, they were testing mice. They were testing mice, all right? And they gave the mice equivalent of 108 kilos of CBD a day. Unless one of you guys are listening to Al Pacino, you know, sitting on the desk with all the CBD in the white mountain, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> I will shrink it in the ball. I'm not going to go into that. It's just corny. Anyway, but back to the story. They gave these mice an equivalent of 108 kilos of CBD a day. And you expect us to get your scientific findings on the warnings you give CBD based off this study? When just as someone who hasn't even taken professional level laboratory work, I know that this procedure cannot be cannot be viable. And now, granted, we do use rats in experiments because we share a lot of genetics with rats. And so, therefore, the uh, rats are a good medium to test. And whether you believe we should be testing on animals or not, I understand. But 
it does help us save a lot of lives by having medicine being tested on rats because they react similar to how humans do. However, if you're supposed to use that as a medium, you have to give the right amount of CBD. The average person, me and you, you and I, you and I right now listening to this episode right now, how much CBD you think we're taking? We're taking about five to 10 milligrams a day. If you're a heavy user like myself, you're taking between 20 and 30 milligrams a day because you're probably taking CBD in multiple forms, right? You're getting the oil, you got the gummies, maybe some CBD flour, relaxing yourself after a long day. Maybe that's what you're doing. But to give the rat an equivalent of 108 kilos of CBD is ridiculous. I mean, how can one person ingest that much CBD in a day and not see adverse effects like gastrointestinal issues, not see adverse effect like the mood severely altered because you got all that CBD in your system? They even mentioned that CBD was going to be bad for the liver. Of course, it's going to be bad for the liver if you're taking in what is equivalent to 108 kilos in your body. You taking 108 kilos of anything in your body, I guarantee your kidney and your liver is going to go ahead and give up on you it's like oh i'm out of here <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're putting the two fingers up giving you the deuces and heading out the door livers the liver's gonna give up your liver's gonna give up like an alcoholic by the age of 50 that's still drinking bottles and bottles a day like you ever walk into the gas station try to get gas and then somebody buys a little miniature bottles of uh, alcohol i'm like damn homie you buying shots <laughs> at four o'clock in the day <laughs> i mean damn so, but seriously though like that level of of abuse of the liver is going to cause the adverse effect and so this experiment i'm going to say in my opinion i would not take what the fda is saying i was i'll say take it with a grain of salt all right i'll say that there's a plausibility and what they're saying with the testosterone reduction being that it's a chemical extracted from the female persuasion of the cannabis plant plausible very plausible and understandable because we saw the same thing happen with soy that uh elevated the level of estrogen in men when they take high amounts which causes hormonal issues, which are hormonal issues that can cause even further health effects other than just growing, you know, say a larger bra size. <laughs> um, but take take it as you will. I mean, if you want to sit down and believe that F, the uh, CBD is going to hurt your liver and CBD is going to cause gastrointestinal issues and CBD is going to make you sedative and CBD is going to mood, uh, alter your mood and make your balls shrink, believe it. But I would wait until there's other studies, peer reviews, or replicated experiments before I go ahead and take what they're saying by law. You got to understand the game that's being played. The FDA is a federal institution, okay? And federal institution is run by the government. And the government, as we know in America, to do business in America at a high level, you have to have politics involved. You have to have them involved. You got to be in their pockets, man. You got to be like the grandmother that slips in a slips in some cash to you, you know, every now and then out of love, right? That's what lobbyists are. It's not out of love. It's because they want to get what they want to make more money. It's out of greed, opposite of love. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that they're, they're doing this to drive sales back to pharmaceuticals, but guess what? If you're a 40 year old man, 50 year old man, and you hearing that CBD that's been helping you with your joints for months, help you with your sleep for months and your anxiety, and you hearing that it's making your balls shrink and lowering your testosterone, yo, <laughs> they're done with CBD. All right, they're probably the biggest users of the blue pill, aka Viagra. If they're hearing they're taking anything that lowers their testosterone even more, it's a wrap. Go ahead and watch like channels that older men watch, like the NBA, the NBA channel, right? Which men of all ages watch, but particularly older men, of, of course. There's nothing but commercials of cialis and viagra and all these drugs so once they say cbd is lower testosterone these guys are scared shitless they can't even get it hard as it is <laughs> cbd's trying to lower the testosterone it's a wrap they, they're done they're putting up the deuces and heading out the door too so uh we're gonna quickly talk about the vape gate that won't go away they want to take a break and then head back give you guys a brick of the week and talk about high times and how sad it is to see that this cultural icon uh, cultural pioneer in the cannabis space may soon disappear. And we'll tell you why that is and get deeper into that. But first, why vape gate won't go away? The reason being, as you know, the vape gate was caused by debts in the cannabis industry, or well, debts, excuse me, caused by vaping. And they found a culprit by the CDC, Center of Disease Control, to be the vitamin E acetate. We all know that by now. But they said that cannabis industry was clear 
in some words. Like, it wasn't coming from cannabis. It was coming from vitamin E acetate. But now they're seeing that some of the people who had died also was in vaping THC in some firms in Massachusetts. Now, perhaps they weren't using all the best materials in Massachusetts. They're very young in the recreational cannabis game. Everybody is hungry to get in early on. And we're going to see probably some, you know, naysayers, bad apples in the group producing lesser quality material. And so when you hear news like this come out, that uh, people are dying from cannabis in Massachusetts where it's legal, what does that mean for our industry? What that means for our industry is people are still going to be afraid of vaping. Like vaping sales have not rebounded to what's once they they have not rebounded to once they work. Why can I say that correctly? <laughs> they have not rebounded to what they once were. All right. Vaping was number two or number three on the top sales at recreational shops. Now they're towards the bottom in the back end, as in second to last and almost last in some graphs, as you saw in a post on Instagram. If you follow the story, I mean, it's sad, but I understand it. I mean, we like our life and people that smoke cannabis generally don't want to smoke anything that's going to hurt them. And flour hasn't hurt them for the longest. And this method hasn't hurt them for the longest. And now you're hearing something that may cause, you know, vape lung illness. You're going to stay away from that. Um, pretty sad in Massachusetts. Probably sales were just bouncing back. You saw the up curve happening in the vape market recently as Marijuana Business Daily have shown on their website. And maybe in states like Massachusetts, that up curve may just go right back down because you know the Massachusetts media are pushing this story. Because you know the media is against cannabis overall, which makes sense. But putting the tinfoil hat, the tinfoil hat down. Tinfoil hut, that sounds like a racist joke. But anyway... Massachusetts, I hope you're going to bounce back from this news story. Hopefully those people who had died, God bless their families. Hopefully they're all right. And hopefully there's not any other people getting sick from vaping any THC products. We don't need that level of karma, that level of naysayers or that level of tragedy happening in our industry. I know cannabis is something that brings life to people. It's something that changes and improves people's life. And the last thing we want is people to die from vaping a vape pen. Or just stick to flour. You can't go wrong with smoking a bowl, smoking a joint, blunt, what have you. Or doing a bong. Or do what you want. But just be safe. Okay? So... That has been the first half of today's episode. Hope you guys liked it. I mean, I think I, I enjoyed myself. I had a little fun there, told a little joke. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the podcast overall. As you can see, we're pushing out more content, diversifying the type of podcast we're doing. Because normally when you see the podcast space, you get a podcast, it's one type of thing all the time. You know, to have a podcast that gives you content about a particular subject, but in different forms and different lights where this episode would be about the news that's happening in our industry and one episode may be an educational episode towards one topic and another one may just be my opinion on something so that way you're getting a well-rounded uh bits of information on cannabis at once instead of just one type of post i thought it'd be boring just doing cannabis news now cool you guys love it you guys come back week after week in numbers the numbers are growing but why not take the risk of giving different type of episodes that you may or may not like and based off of the feedback i get from you guys then i'll know if i should keep it or not now i see you guys also love the um high stories got a lot of views for some reason in perpetuity maybe when it first came out you guys didn't enjoy it or just jumped towards it because it was new but as time went along, it's one of the episodes that got a lot of a lot of listens and a lot of views. So I'm going to continue to do high stories. As you saw, High Point 5, which is a, <laughs> a name that kind of relates to, of course, Point 5s being dimes. But calling it High Dimes made me think of like, you know, basketball and assists. So High Point 5 would just be the smaller version of ingesting cannabis and the smaller version of ingesting this podcast. Some people don't have time for, you know hour-long podcast, 40-minute-long podcast, even 30 minutes. So to respect your time as a listener, to respect your time as a cannabis individual and passionate about the plant, I'll go ahead and give you guys a short episode so you can still enjoy the information, enjoy what you're learning, and carry on with your day. So with that being said, we will be right back taking a quick break. We'll see you soon. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV. Enjoy the break. Welcome back to the break. 
I miss you guys, man. You guys be going away for way too long. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just trying to bring Zach some nice energy back to the podcast. Welcome back. On this second half of the episode, we're going to talk about high times and why they're disappearing and what's going on there on the business end. And then we're going to jump. And before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about the brick of the week. Now, this this right here takes the cake. All right, This takes the whole weed edible everything. Like the zebra cakes back in the day with the stars and stripes and the, the, the sprinkles. It's all of that. So I'll tell you a story, all right? So I'm, I'm on Instagram as I normally am, you know, posting news and whatnot, seeing what the cannabis space is all about. And sidebar, Instagram is really having beef with the cannabis industry. I'm seeing a lot of cannabis pages get less exposure. I'm seeing that hash, hashtags not really being being able to be shown. If you go type in hashtag ganja, which is the name around the world for cannabis, like in places like Jamaica, my home country, you're not going to see a lot of posts on cannabis. It says that those posts violate typically the terms of service. So a lot of Instagrammers, I've not seen them on my timeline anymore, right? I used to follow nothing but cannabis or, excuse me, I used to follow only cannabis pages. My English teacher would be proud about that correction. And that way I would get all the information coming in at once and I could decipher which one to share with my uh, following. Nowadays, I'm seeing much more personal pages and even my explore page is messed up, but whatever. In my search on Instagram, I saw an ad. You know those ads that pop up when you're scrolling by that's not somebody you follow but probably relates to what you're about? Yo, yo, this ad, first of all, I scrolled an ad. I didn't read what it said. I just saw a picture of like some, you know, European looking women in like active wear. They're wearing like black active wear that looked kind of funny and weird. They had weird sunglasses on. And I'm thinking, what the hell is this? Right. What is this that I'm seeing? (laughs) So I scroll up. I scroll up to see what the title of the thing was. And I kid you not. It said CBD infused activewear brand. Wait, 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 wait. You mean CBD that we kind of take, you know, oils or smoke or vape. They have it in clothes. <laughs> yo, yo, it's really a CBD infused activewear brand. I mean, what idiot is going to buy a hoodie, sweatpants and yoga pants thinking they're getting CBD from the pants? Like, what are they doing? Are they soaking the clothes in the CBD, letting it dry off and then selling it and saying this is how you want to listen. You wash those clothes once the CBD is gone. Sorry to tell you. You know what I'm saying? And it did piss me off because it kind of talks towards the level of capitalistic uh, grand larceny that people are are getting themselves into. Listen, back in the day when I was working in a retail store like years ago, they were selling these pillows. Okay, now pillows generally aren't essential to go to bed. But this pillow was different and it was priced as different. No, I don't know how, how, how much you buy your normal pillow, but this pillow was like $80. OK, I'm thinking it's probably made with the finest, you know, goose feathers or something like that. No, 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 no. no. Guess what was in this pillow that was really expensive? <laughs> it was two kinds. One pillow was made with charcoal, activated charcoal. The other pillow was made with copper. Now, if you realize, if you realize copper was a trend back a couple years ago that was made with everything, copper cups, copper pans, copper this, infuse copper in here, put copper on your wristband and feel better. The electrons, like real crazy snake oil bullshit was coming out about copper. I, it was ridiculous. So they were saying, oh my God, they were saying that there was activated charcoal and activated or whatever copper in the pillows and when you put your face on it you would help your you would help the healthiness of your skin by laying on the pillow you would take away toxins from your face from laying on the pillow you would enjoy the cooling action with the cooling pads and the activated charcoal it was absolutely ridiculous i looked at the product like yo this is stupid people cannot be buying this and rest assured it took one guy like "Mm -hmm, activating charcoal (laughs) pam look at this activated charcoal like the one you use for teeth and they would buy it like they would literally (laughs) buy it and i was just sitting here with my hands on my face just shaking my head like yo i can't believe this is actually selling and and it's a sham because if you ever look at the product go ahead and google it google uh, i don't know what the company is called but google it and say activated charcoal pillow uh copper medicated pillow or something like that and you will see that all it really is is I, i kid you not orange glitter in like cooling pads on a pillow. So they take a normal pillow, they take this like sh- waffled like sheet, 
flip it upside down, put an orange glitter and then say it's copper. Like, you know what real copper looks like? It's not glittery at all. You know what I'm saying? And same thing with the black charcoal. It wasn't, it didn't like activated charcoal powder at all. It looked like some plastic with some glitter in there. And I kid you not, people were buying it. And so when I saw that, I couldn't believe one companies being so egregious in their blasphemy of making products. And two, I couldn't believe, and three, whatever the number is, I can't, I can't remember. And secondly, I couldn't believe how ignorant consumers really were to these products the fact that they would spend their hard-earned money on such ridiculousness and that's probably the same level of greed and 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 dubious thinking that went into making cbd infused activewear like there's a whole video of women in the activewear not even looking relaxed but just looks like a normal ad that they pay the agency to make for cbd infused activewear and like look at the ad and the company is called Akabata, all right? Akabata, you are this week's brick of the week. You are the shittiest of the shittiest of weed. You are the weed that gives people headaches and tummy aches, okay? You are the type of weed that when you smoke, you get a runny belly because it's all brown Reggie's anyway, okay? You are the lowest of the lowest grade. You are the most disgusting looking weed, moldy piece of, let me relax my language, weed <laughs> out there, okay? Akabata Active, you are this week's brick of the week. That's brought to you by High TV. I mean, even this Instagram post is bullshit. It says crazy blowout sale, all styles, only $25. So they're literally probably buying something from Alibaba, from DH Gate, you know, at like $4 a piece, up selling it to $25, not putting CBD in there at all, at all, and then going ahead and selling it. And the sad part is there's going to be some people out there who see it because they're going to pay Instagram for the ad. And somehow Instagram allowed them to do ads on CBD infused clothes. However, when I try to post a CBD ad, I get shut down and banned for life. Thank you, Facebook. I'm a little salty. It's cool. Talked about Salt Bay last time. I'm a salt. <laughs> I'm salty right now. OK, hypertension in my blood right now. OK, now. Nah, but seriously, man, this is this is pretty ridiculous. But I'm going to move on. I'm not going to give him any more promo. But I have to let you guys know the BS that's going out there. Just like the post I made last week about uh, Four Loco making a hemp-infused drink for 420 Like hemp-infused Four Loco. You know how terrible a Four Loco is? You know the hangover you feel the next day? Do you know how you feel? Basically, you drink a Four Loco, and the next day you want to be six foot under. You know what I'm saying? You, you want some level of drugs to take away the pain you're feeling. You know, Four Loco is probably the worst drink in America. There's a reason why I got banned in the first place. People were basically too energy, because it's an energy drink and a beer mixed into one. So it's a flavored beer. People were too hopped up on the energy portion of the drink and too drunk to the point where they don't pass out, they don't throw up, they're just energetic, walking around, blackout, not even knowing they're drunk. And people were having crazy stories on Four Loco about they couldn't remember where they were and they ended up in the next part of town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, real horror stories. So to see such a company that's so disgusting, so negative, and such a deterrent in our society, go ahead and mix in such a positive that's hemp, Pretty egregious, pretty annoying, and pretty much pissed me off, all right? So let me relax and talk about high times, all right? We're done with the brick of the week. Let's talk about high times. So as we all know, high times has been a staple in our industry, in our culture for the longest time, right? And for instance, high times, you know, hold on. Sorry about that, folks. Sorry about that. Now, back to what we're talking about. High Times. High Times was created in 1974. High Times for the longest time was a pioneer in the cannabis industry when there wasn't really a cannabis culture in the first place. They were taking pictures, crazy pictures of like bathtubs filled with weed and a lot of cool pictures and kind of fell into that groovy 1970s culture, right? Cheech and Chong were mainstays at High Times, okay? And there's a bunch of other legends featured on the cover for years. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion, Wiz Khalifa, Currency, Willie Nelson. 
Now, speaking of Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson just said that he quit smoking weed. Now, I have to go ahead and read deeper into this. Apparently, Willie Nelson, who you know is like the white version of Snoop Dogg, like the guy was smoking weed before weed was even a thing. Like, I don't know. This guy, listen, Willie Nelson's crazy. The guy was said in the interview that he smoked cedar wood when he was younger. Apparently, cedar wood was known to make you high back in the day. And then back in those times, like 60s, 70s, people were doing anything for a fix. And I guess smoking cedar wood was one. But Story goes, Snoop said the only person in the world that can outsmoke him is Willie Nelson. And he says the way that he smokes is absolutely sickening. Like the guy doesn't just smoke back to back to back. He doesn't stop at all. Like he's constantly smoking weed. You know when some of us smoke so much cannabis that we just say, all right, I'm done. I don't want any more. I'm going to bed. Okay, I'm putting my head on this activated charcoal pillow and detoxing my face as I sleep. <laughs> Nah, but uh, apparently the doctor said Willie Nelson had to cut back on smoking. You know, he's getting up there in age and his level of smoking probably isn't that healthy for somebody who's, you know, getting up there, you know, in years. So the story went by the media that Willie Nelson quit smoking due to health concerns. And you know how that is, like some clickbait bullshit title. But the story was that he's just cutting back on his cannabis usage and not smoking as much. He's going to try and vape and eat, you know, I guess edibles or whatever. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. You know, smoking is still, you know, and it, you're incinerating the plant and breathing it in your lungs, you know. So it can't be the healthiest thing to do. But if Willie Nelson's cutting back, that's cool. He didn't quit weed because of his health problems. Daily Mail. Anyway, uh, continue with the story. So High Times, yes. High Times was a pioneer in cannabis culture before there was cannabis cultures, you know. And so over the years, they have spent time growing a loyal fan base, connecting people all over the world from Instagram, Instagram, from Amsterdam to United States to South America to Asia, places where weed is legal, not China. You know, Africa, the Middle East, all around the world, High Times was known as the place for cannabis connoisseurs. You know, they in interviewed people in the industry who were, even when it, it was illegal, <clears throat> even when it was illegal, you had High Times reporting stories and giving out great information about it. And that's why you found High Times in so many people's homes. And that was the basis of their business for decades, was their magazine. But as we all know, in this new digital space we live in, magazines are slowly dying out. If not dying out, they're already dead and their tombstone is already made. You just got to pick out a casket, high times. And I know it sounds pretty morbid and dark for me to say that, but it's the truth. You know, and listen, a couple episodes ago, a couple episodes ago, I lied, last year when uh, High Times decided that they wanted to go public, they wanted to do an IPO. Quick background, High Times wanted to get with the times, literally, and stop being a mom and pop magazine shop and kind of be a reputable business, kind of like how Leafly transitioned into just being a business about teaching you about strains and selling the advertisements on the websites. Now, Leafly, you can buy uh, medical marijuana or, or buy from the dispensary on their website and pick it up in store. So like, they've created a brand new use case scenario for their website that garnered all these cannabis users. Very smart. So High Times was thinking about doing something similar. They hired a brand new CEO. The CEO decides to make some acquisitions. They buy out Dope Magazine, which is the competitor. And now they have the competition. But recently they decided to fire all those Dope Magazine's employees because they couldn't afford to keep them working and paying them when they're not bringing in the profits. So a little back so they said last year that High Times is going to do an IPO and it's your chance as a cannabis user to help us get to IPO. But they didn't put it that way. They said, we want you to own a piece of High Times. You know, we, you are the reason why we are what we are today. So why can't we offer you a piece? So we're accepting. I don't know why I made the High Times voice, the High Times voice. That's what I felt like it was like that. Kind of like a groovy person, you know, back in the day. You know, yeah, man, just invest into our magazine, man. Just invest and we're going to go public and we're going to grow as a company, man. You're going to love it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> now, but I told you on this podcast and I, I even said I sound like a hater. But this company going public does not make sense to me on a business level. And the reason why it does not make sense is not because of, you know, this whole public crowdfunding 
thing that they're doing is because as a business, what is high times value? Now, knowing that the digital space has literally destroyed newspaper, has destroyed print magazine. I mean, Playboy isn't the Playboy that we knew back in the day. Playboy was being bought so much around so many times around the world. We can see why they had the Playboy mansion. But now that Hugh Hefner is gone, now that there's no TV show and now that the magazine is slowly fading away and people can go on porn of it anytime they want to see some naked girl. I don't see the use case scenario for for Playboy that much other than the nostalgia of those who were a part of their Playboy story when they were growing up in the 70s, 80s and 90s, maybe even 2000s. You know, girls are posting on Instagram. They're not going to Playboy for a center, a centerfold spread no more. All right. They spread it on Instagram. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, ladies. I don't mean to be so crude and crass, but uh, yes, yeah, so some of the Playboy I don't see their value being you know, or growing much less in the future. And so if High Times main source of revenue is selling magazines to new subscribers, that's not going to go well, because if people hold value of High Times back in the day was there's no other media in the world that is giving us the cannabis information, the cannabis stories, just even making or appreciating the fact that I exist as a cannabis connoisseur back in the day. Now you have Instagram pages all over social media. You have Snapchats, you have even TikToks or whatever, or YouTube pages. We, the WeTube exists. You know, high times, what they should have done, in my opinion, was not focus on their core business, but to diversify. If you have the cachet, the respect in the cannabis culture, you have the numbers, the attention, you have to turn their attention to dollars somehow. You would get investors, not invest and not have the world invest into you by the internet and paying what $12 for a piece of a share that's not gonna be worth shit I mean sorry I sound very very crap but seriously I saw it I'm like yo why am I buying 10 12 dollars worth of this share it's not gonna be worth anything then what they should have done was get actual investors you know who wants to take control of the company and use the investment dollars to go ahead and make purchases of things like the YouTube which is a a, a platform that allows you to post videos that are related to cannabis without worrying about being deleted and you can monetize your videos what they should have done was buy companies like leafly when they're in their when they're in their infancy and then go ahead and do the same thing high times should have gone ahead and been a cannabis company selling cannabis you know your high times you know who wouldn't love to go to a high times museum of sorts and it be a dispensary at the same time who wouldn't want to go through the decades of cannabis usage and the history of cannabis and really learn and see how high times was a part of this culture for many, many years to come. Who wouldn't want to be a millennial going to the museum with their Generation X grandfather or grandmother or older family member and then both enjoy the cannabis throughout the decades? I mean, just sitting here, my brain can go on and on and on into what high times could have done to make use of their cultural cachet. Okay, they should have diversified. They should have made acquisitions. They should have done something outside of just sticking towards the old selling magazines. Now, granted, High Times is a mom and pop. And for a mom and pop, you got to respect that their business was able to travel the way it did around the world. And if if you see things are going digital, why not be like what Leafly is doing now? The, Leafly is making some of the best, the best cannabis information videos out there right now they're, they're they're up there they're probably one of the best and probably even better than high times at this moment you know leafly decided to not only name all the strains but decide to give you content give you news give you videos and even help you buy your weed i mean you can't go wrong with that all right now granted leafly sold the idea from um from uh what's it called weed inc i can't remember the name of the company Weed maps. They stole the idea from weed maps, but it's this. What still is true? High Times has the ability to garner a lot of people throughout all type of generations towards any product they give out. If High Times decides to sell weed, I guarantee you it's selling. If High Times decide to go into CBD, I guarantee it is selling. Just like High Times is able to use their covers as a way for people to buy their magazines, have Snoop Dogg on the cover, have Wiz Khalifa, have all these big weed smokers on there, have Bob Marley. I don't think, I don't think they had Bob Marley, but still have all these people on the cover. Why not do the same thing with your weed products? Create strains that are made after the people like Snoop, like Wiz, like Cheech and Chong, like Tommy, like everybody, Willie Nelson, you know, things of that nature. Do that. 
Kind of like how they have wrap snacks. You seen wrap snacks where they have wrappers on chips that are pretty good. And you, I love those chips. By the way, those chips are great. Those chips come with more chips in the bag. They uh, are interesting flavors. And the chip is even larger than your average chip and more filling. So shout out to Master People for creating wrap snacks. But High Times could do the same thing for cannabis strains. Make the little Mylar bags and put the face of Willie Nelson on it and have his fans go ahead and buy it. L a limited strain. Create scarcity. Snoop Dogg, same thing. You know, it's released in L.A. and in, 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 or in his hometown of the OBC. You know, Snoop D-O-W-G. Wiz Khalifa, have a release in Medical Marijuana in Pittsburgh. Have a release special. Do whatever you want to do. Partner with Netflix. Either way, high times. It's sad to see you go. And I'm going to go ahead and go into the facts onto why they may be going away. Because you're probably wondering, that can't all be it. That people aren't buying magazines anymore. But let's go on and read the story. High times, as reported by MJ. Biz Daily holding might need to shut financially struggling High Times magazine. The California publisher. Whoa, whoa, whoa I gotta read that over. That don't make any sense. Sorry about that, folks. High Times Holdings might need to shut down the financially struggling High Times magazine. The California-based publisher disclosed in its latest SEC filing. High Times Holdings said there is substantial doubt about the company's ability to continue as a going concern. The company blamed recurring operating losses, net operating cash flow deficits, and accumulated deficit. For its one-year forecast that it might not be able to continue to publish a magazine, the New York Post reported, reported rather, High Times Holding had a net loss of, god damn, $11.9 million for six months ending June 30th on revenue of 10 point seven million dollars wow 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 i mean hey the thing about it is i believe high times was trying to sell the magazine company overall to a company but people realize that yo high times isn't really a big ticket it's not a big value and i think they were trying to sell their company they realized that no one wanted to buy it and so instead of devaluing their company even more on a social level and have people know that nobody wants to buy high times they decided to get a new ceo and his idea was to let's make High times go public. You know, you have all these readers. Why do you have all your readers invest just, you know, the cost of the magazine into a company? And then we could raise, I think it was $22 million. And they couldn't even file for IPO. They couldn't go public and be traded on Robinhood, you know, TD Ameritrade or other firms or it's, was it Charles Schwab at all? The reason being is they didn't reach their financial quota to being able to go public. And so now they're being traded on the over-the-counter markets. It's really a sad story, you know, and, but it's a story that we probably all just saw coming. When technology advances, there are those that in yesteryear who were beloved and were so successful tends to go away and not matter anymore. Toys R Us, RIP, Blockbuster, R.I.P. High times. R.I.P. That has been today's episode for High TV's Cannabis News Now. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. We had a good one today. We talked about the FDA CBD warning saying that CBD may cause your testicles to shrink. I mean, yo, that's crazy. I told you why it may be plausible and why I completely disagree. Because last time I checked, when I look in the mirror, my balls are fine. <laughs> Vape gate will not go away. Apparently, some people in Massachusetts have gotten sick that were also using products from a cannabis dispensary. Tis, tis, tis. Shame, shame, shame. And this week's Brick of the Week goes to... Acabata, the world's first CBD-infused activewear brand. My G, if anybody ever comes to me with a CBD-infused T-shirt, I'm backhanding you with the back of my knuckles, and I'm not saying sorry afterwards. I'm looking you in your face and saying, what the hell is your problem? And get the hell out of my face and give me this T-shirt. I'm throwing it away. What? You're making CBD-infused clothing? How does that help? I bet you're going to say it's going to help your joint pain. Like the copper is supposed to help your joint pain. Like, it's not. It's just cop. It's not even copper. They just color it brown. Ah, oh, capitalism. You got to love it, right? You got to love it. And anyway, last but not least, we did just talk about high times and why they may soon disappear. It seems that they had a net loss of $11.9 million. They're not making money. People aren't buying magazines. And we're all moving into the digital space. We gave you guys a list of people who have died. And we've said RIP to, like we much may soon be saying RIP to high times. What they should have done, 
is possibly make some acquisitions, mergers, and real investments into High Times. You know, their brand at the end of the day. And High Times could have done a lot. High Times could have had a nice little cannabis museum, release some strains with the faces of the people on their magazine on their, you know, weed and have the best weed possible. You know, people in Amsterdam probably still fuck with High Times, honestly. Still buy the magazine because they're not so forward in consumerism like we are here in, in the States. But either way, RIP to i mean i want to say rp to high time let's be honest high time is on his deathbed okay high time's in a retirement home rocking back and forth looking out the window wondering and what they should have done in their life to make it different but in the, the day they're gonna die soon so we might as well visit when we can pay our respects you know pat it on the head you know tell the story listen to the crazy rumblings and you know make sure that everything goes well you know because even though high times is dying soon they still deserve the respect for what they have accomplished. They deserve the admiration for the level of bravery it took to be a pioneer in the cannabis space. It's just that their business and finances were not handled correctly. And so hopefully we'll see a new high times come about in this new social media era. Or maybe we may never see a high times again. But either way, I'm glad you're listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV. Peace. That has been another episode of High TV's Cannabis News Now, Mondays at 4.20 a.m. So, Stephanie, how was that uh, wedding? You just came back, right? Yeah, I just came back. That wedding was amazing. And this voice is even more annoying. It sounds like Mickey Mouse is getting attacked. Or Mickey Mouse just got jumped. And that's how he sounds afterwards. Sounds like Mickey Mouse after Disney Plus crashed on the first day. You know, I worked a lot of hours. I tried to, you know, do some coding. Get Disney Plus up. Get those views. But, uh, they crashed and I'm tired. I'm, uh... On my third Adderall. Uh, why does Mickey Mouse sound so distraught and hurt? I'm not trying to do this. This was supposed to be a female voice. What <laughs> this shit is too. <laughs> this shit is too funny. <laughs> what the hell was that? Hey, welcome back. How was uh, the wedding? You just got back, right? Like, literally, I couldn't even do it. They had, like, the craziest wedding ever. Like, I was so jealous jealous like what do you mean what was at the wedding that was so cool i mean literally they had like a fucking weed bar at the wedding like i love weddings already even though it's sad being the bridesmaid and not the bride but they had like an open bar and a butt tender at the same bar it was literally i couldn't even i can't even right now uh, I hate when you speak uh, that language. I don't speak it, but I think I, I understand. They had a weed bar. Like, they were serving. You mean to tell me y'all was smoking weed at the reception with, like, family around? Like, literally the coolest family ever. Like, I couldn't believe that happened. Like, why did they even do that? I mean, it's a good idea. It might be might be something to think about in the future. Like, literally, I want it there, but my parents would bug out. <laughs> I hate that.